security, sir. You can either conclude your remarks or you will be removed from the room. Removed from the room. Removed from the room. Hello, folks, to a very special segment uh, of The Beef, and uh, I'm here with a independent filmmaker, artiste of sorts, uh, f from from the UK, Mr. Fabrizio Federico, if I pr pronounced that correctly. I'm only American, I can't help it. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, mate. Hello, America. <laughs> um... Yeah, I I grew up in the you know in the the, the go go nineties of the U.S. to where all these independent guys were coming out your Linklaters and your Kevin Smiths and shit like that. But uh, this guy, uh, he's kind of Herschel Gordon Lewising. It seems like to me, but from what I've seen in his preview, the, the U.K. just doing some great guerrilla filmmaking, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing some insight about you know how you get into this kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um... I used to live in America and I got deported back in 2006 and I was a musician over there. But when I came to UK, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to start over again. I'm going to, you know, start from scratch. So I decided to become a filmmaker and I'm a big, massive film buff, like really like weird shit. You know, a lot of Dennis Hopper films and stuff like that. David Lynch and yeah, Kevin Smith, you know, all the, all those nineties guys. It was such a golden era, wasn't it? Independent nineties cinema, American cinema. Yeah, it was really something, you know. It, it felt like something anyway. Now, you know, you hear one of the guys that got that ball rolling has been feeling out a lot of other people too. So that that's a uh, we won't get into Mister Weinstein though. We'll, we'll leave that one alone. But uh, continue, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys have got the energy. You've got that independent, and in England, the independent cinema scenes kind of it's both stagnated. There's a lot of there's a lot of snobs and like rich kids, uh, you know, that type of shit. Uh, but in America. You know, as long as you've got a message, it doesn't really matter what your background is. Over here, it's a bit like you know, you gotta you gotta be in contact with the queen. You know, you gotta have plums in your mouth, as they say in the UK. You got a bit, you know, if it's not a Hugh Grant movie, it doesn't really get into the cinemas as easily in the UK. But in America, anything goes. You know, as, as long as it's got an energy, and I love that. I, I really miss that about America. So, what made you want to become a filmmaker? Oh, I just love meeting strange people and getting into the ventures and you know being in being a filmmaker what better come on line and pick up line is there you, you know you go up to a girl on the street and you say i'm a filmmaker you know it's 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 perfect you know but you, you just look for people that have, have a certain vibe or star quality you know they don't have to be actors you know you see street superstars everywhere 
during the day and, you know, go up to them, find out about their life. If it's interesting, you say you want to make a movie and you just make it on your mobile phone, you know, just shoot it on your mobile phone or any camera that you got, you got the, you know, you got in your, in your pocket and then just put it on YouTube and give it away. Like, you know, show the whole world your message. I, I love it. It's, it's a really important, important time to be around and to be alive, you know, in the fucking 21st century. You, you can't be easier for an independent filmmaker. Well, you can make you can make a whole film on your iTunes, your your iPhone, and you know cut cut it on you know any program you can find out there. Really, yeah. This is what it's, they tell. This is what they tell me anyway. I'm not. I'm no good at video editing or anything. But this is what they tell me. Oh, I learned everything. I I got my first Adobe Adobe Premiere Pro from a bootleg. So I just you know put that in my shitty Dell uh, computer, and uh, you know just started learning from scratch. Just went on YouTube, saw some classes, and you know, you just got to have balls, you know, when you first get into it. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you just keep doing it until, you know, you make enough mistakes. There's no more mistakes to do. And, um, you know, you'll have your own style. That's what's so great. Not studying cinema, just doing it from scratch. You you get, you find your, your own voice right away. You know, it's amazing. Well, there's a lot of guys out here that people, you know, would call famous like Tarantino and Rob Zombie. And I'm one of those people who would call them a plagiarist because, you know, you can watch their films and you can say, hey, these are these are guys who like movies that happen to make homages to movies that they like. And yeah. that's that's fine, you know, but you you independent guys who don't really have a voice in the mainstream like, like these guys. I mean, Tarantino came right out of the gate with, with Reservoir Dogs and it got, you know, international acclaim. Yeah. I, I guess it's all about who you know, I guess. But um, not that I'm hating Reservoir Dogs at all. It's, it's still a great film today. It's just um, it it, it seems it's a genre lot... film, isn't it? Hmm? You know, it's, a, it's a genre film. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. I love gangster movies. You know, I fucking grew up on gangster movies. You know, I got my name from The Godfather. You know, the first Godfather. So. Yeah. You know, I, I love that, but I, I like to use real people. You know, I like to incorporate real people into my movies. And it's a bit tough, you know, when you don't have actors to make it a genre film. You know what I mean? Because nothing's nothing's scripted. Everything's improvised. Anything can fucking happen. I mean, but once it's finished, you can kind of sell it this way or sell it that way. But while you're in the middle of it, you know, a film can take up to 10 years. I mean... Look at fucking Terry Gillian. He he has all sorts of problems making his movies, doesn't he? He's been uh, trying to kick around that Man of La Mancha film uh, for forever that, that Don Quixote joined. Oh, he's got to finish that. He'll, he'll regret it if he never finishes it. Yes. Mm, poor bastard, though. <laughs> he's had so many actors die on him. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty god-awful. Mm. But I, I I admire you, you know, just get, getting your balls out there out in the streets and uh, you know, mingling with the people, which is which isn't always an easy thing to do, you know, just just mingling with the people and seeing mm. seeing what they're doing, what the rest of the world's up to, because people, especially here, are, are so passive toward the 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 glass and somebody if they don't look right, they'll just keep on walking the other way and yeah, you... yeah, it's it's a weird time, isn't it? There's so much choice. You know, it's like block. If I don't like you, block. You know, <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, you can just block people so out of your life so easily these days. You know, uh, but uh, what what can you do? Everyone's got their opinions, haven't they? You know, if, if they block you, so what? You know, there's always more people around, isn't there? 
Oh, for sure. There's, there's an audience for everything I've, I've always said. And uh, yeah. I'm usually that audience that, that watches the really, you know, stuff that everybody else hates, which which is which yeah. is fine, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like the word, if the reviews, if it's, if it's a bad review, I want to watch it, you know. I think if it's people hate it, there must be something to it, you know. I mean, everybody in this, in Loon, hates each other now everybody everyone's blocked one another on facebook you know all the actors you know everybody everybody fell out there in that movie but you know we we did capture something you know we, I, I basically caught a really dysfunctional family you know i mean you know charlie charlie was on medication i don't know what the fucking type of medication he was on i never even bothered to ask him in in the year that we were filming and um you know his fucking cousin was playing like you know pussy teasing games with him and I mean, he used to steal for her, you know, he'd do anything for her. He'd even kill for her. You know, he was a bit like, you know, I, want, I don't want to say a lap dog, but, uh, you know, he, he was definitely a slave uh, throughout. And there was a lot of there's fucking power struggle, big time power struggle go, making this movie. You know, days were getting canceled left, right and center. We were arguing all the time. Then the fucking family would get in on it. Oh, it was it was a nightmare to make this movie. So, out of all the films I've made, this has been the toughest one. Yeah, to tell us about uh this 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 new movie you're working on, Loon. Is is it finished or um? Yeah, it's finished. It's it's completely edited all together, so it's it's going to be released on Halloween. Uh, be on be on YouTube for free. Be on my website, so it's you know it's ready to go. I feel good. I'm I'm so fucking glad that it's it's over. <laughs> yeah, with the struggle and everything. Uh, what's what's the, what's the the film all about? Just to let the folks know if they want to check it out. Um, well, it's it's based on a uh, it's called a folly adieu relationship, where it's basically when two people go crazy together. Uh, so some examples are like Bonnie and Clyde, um, serial killers like Ian Brady and um, Myra Hindley. You know, it takes two kind of like it takes two people to tango. You know that whole uh, that whole quote. It's when two people go crazy together and uh, they push one another to the point where they end up breaking the law or someone dies or, you know, some tragedy happens and it, it takes two people, you know, it's, it's like two people that never should meet. I guess Sid and Nancy are another example, Kurt and Courtney, you know, um, that type of relationship. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to capture, but this relationship between Charlie and Georgia started to come out and I spotted it and someone's like, yeah, this is a folly adieu relationship and it's very dangerous. And, uh, yeah. And you'll see what happens at the end of the movie and it's all real. It's all like documentary style in a way, like docudrama. It's a weird mishmash. I mean, it's a documentary, but they, they're not talking to camera, you know, they're just being themselves. And, uh, and I'm very good at, um, very good at, kind of disappearing and making people feel comfortable to the point where they don't even realize that the camera's there anymore and they just they're just be they're just themselves and um all you have to do is get get to i don't know like I'd, i won't put them with an actor but i'll i'll be like oh invite one of your friends down today to be in the film and after a while they're just talking to one another and uh, you know their rapport comes across on screen or you know with their family you know because his parents, uh, his mother is in the movie, and she's a twin, which is really cool. So her her twin lives right next door to her. So, yeah, it's, twins always used to freak me out as a kid. So seeing this twin relationship, and they're both into serial killers as well. You know, they're just a very weird family. I, 
it was such a fucking oh god i had some good times but i had a lot of bad times so i don't want to get connected with them again unfortunately it's let them do their thing and i'll do my thing so <clears throat> this other film you, you told me to look at the trailer for pregnant um is it filmed the same way he had the same kind of uh mm, pregnant's more of a drug movie uh so that was shot out in the desert so i went to uh I went to Spain and I joined this uh, cult uh, out in the Spanish desert. So it was a bit like being with Charles Manson, you know. I was out there for a bit filming in the desert. Uh, so they were big into conspiracy theories. So I was almost getting brainwashed the whole time I was there. You know, they were showing us loads of like Illuminati DVDs and uh, documentaries. So it's uh, pregnant's about um, internet addiction, which is what the 21st century is about. Everyone's addicted to technology now everyone's addicted to facebook to twitter you know it's what's his name andy warhol said 15 minutes of fame now it's i think we're down to everyone you know will be famous for three minutes you know it's it's gotten to that that stage i think and you know pregnant's about internet addiction you know celebrity addiction yeah, you know whether you want to admit to it or not, we we all bring our toilets, our our phones to the toilet, and you know we we mm. see what's going on. It's 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 an addiction, but you know you not to really look at yourself, and say, "Yep, I, I'm I'm I need this, not needed to live, but needed to uh, I need to consume information and clickbait and stuff yeah. like that." Yeah, I mean I'm addicted to it as well. You know that's why I can talk about it. I'm addicted. I've always got my fucking phone in my hand. But the reason this came out was when I went to this cult, we weren't allowed to use our, our cell phones for a week, you know, and I was born in 83. So I kind of know what it's like when cell phones in the internet didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I'm sure you are as well. I mean, you remember how it was, you know, before all this technology. So, but all these children, I mean, I've got a, I've got a nephew and he, he's always got his, he's got a better phone than I do. And he's, he's always got it in his hand and you should see, he doesn't know how to read or write, but you should see how he, how he maneuvers the phone. He, you know, it's almost like he's a professional the way he goes through websites and it's amazing, you know, but uh, it's very scary at the same, same time. I, I don't know how it's going to affect society by the end of the century. Yeah, it's a, it's a society of watchers. That could be a, a good thing or a bad thing, you know. Uh-huh. You, you got to have stuff to, you know, you're, you're in a, as independent as they come, and you got to have people to consume your product. At, yeah. least, at least you want them to. I, I, yeah. I, I always say that if, if if I get 10 downloads for my show, I, I feel like I, I've accomplished something. You know, uh-huh. I, I get more than 10 downloads, but I, I feel like, I you know, if I get those people out there listening... And they, they, they're, they're listening on the regular. I, I feel pretty good about it. So, Yeah, I know. It gives you, it gives you a purpose. It, everyone's got a platform, which is, which is incredible. You know, that's what's so great about the 21st century. Uh, but it's just it's, the films are warning on if spiritually you cannot you, – you won't be able to grow spiritually being on the internet, put it like that. I, I don't think that's possible. I think you have to do that with uh, – one-on-one you know human torch you know you have to be in the moment uh more uh i mean a, a good example is when people go to to a concert you know they go to a gig and everyone's filming the concert they're filming the video screens at the side of the stage instead of actually watching the fucking concert you know i mean you know there's something to that um you know yeah the what about moshing the, you know moshing is is going out of fashion you, you barely ever see anyone moshing i went to a metallica gig and nobody was moshing it's fucking incredible yeah you know politics change you know they, they say they they 
spend a lot of money to go to this show, and I guess they don't want to knock each other around, I guess. You know, or depending on where they're at, they might get shut down. And Yeah, I guess so. Do you think people are getting more laid back then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't force myself to be too laid back yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not old. You know, I'm, st- I've still got rage and passion and energy. And you know? I, you know, I'm not prepared to, uh, to be too laid back yet. I don't know. Well, what do you think about the, that? The, the problem is, I'm that, I'm that laid back guy at the concert. You know, who doesn't want to get the shit. But yeah, uh, lucky for us in in Chicagoland here, we, we have a lot of small venues where this still exists and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I remember those days. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like I like combat. I, maybe it's the Italian in me. Who knows? Uh, that's okay. You know, I got a little Italian in me too. We're 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 an emotional people. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know you were Italian. No way. I'm slightly, I'm slightly, about like a quarter Italian on my grandmother's side. So yeah. Oh, so you know, you know what it's like. They argue for fun, don't they, Italians? You know. It's... <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're they're they're, uh, they're really great at it. <laughs> it's a hobby. It, it it is. It's like it's like a lifestyle, really. Mm. It's good because you get things off your chest. Then you know it's uh, you feel a lot better after what, once you yell and uh, you know tell someone what's pissing you off or what you love about them. You know, just keep the relationship going. I guess. Or you're just really tired. Mm. And what <laughs> what arguing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, from the arguing, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends what you're arguing about, you know, if it's worth arguing about, I guess. Uh, fucking hell. I can't argue about everything, but cinema is definitely something that I'm I'm happy to fight for and argue. You know? de- de- definitely, yeah. that's definitely a, a, an arguable thing, especially in our communities and our, our circles and mm. where people, some folks like movies, and I, I'm one of those people who notoriously, you know, not not talk stuff about, like, classic horror films that people like but i i find you know you know something wrong with certain films that people adore and they 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 condemn me for it and i'm i'm fine with that you know just Uh, that's just how i feel you know how can mrs Voorhees lift all those kids up and hang them on the wall she's like 70 years old you know (laughs) you nitpick them she had the mother's strength i guess you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but you know it's good to have a bit of controversy, though, isn't it? I mean, this what this fucking this loons getting a a lot of uh, you know people are getting rallied up about it because the the main characters are racist, they're homophobic. I mean, they're just evil. Well, they're all, they're, 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 <laughs> they're not really they're, they're not actors though. They're just they're just real people who you you've, you've happened to capture on film. They're teenagers. I mean, they're they're seventeen, eighteen year olds, and it's kind of how it is when you're, you know, you don't give a fuck. You'll you'll say anything at that age, won't you? Just oh, get yeah. a reaction. Yeah, you've had no, you've had. I, I had no direction at nineteen, eighteen years old, as far as you know that stuff goes. You just you just talk about stuff, and yeah, it depends yeah. on depend. It, it all depends on who you're with too. You know what you talk about, and mm. and you know. We had, we had talked about this before about how back in the day, you know, how casually the word fag was thrown around. They're not referring to a cigarette beds like I was a homosexual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all the time people fucking calling their teachers that as well. It was just it was so casual <laughs> back in the day, and and I'm not saying it's the right thing to say now. It's just everything's so I'd say sensitive with everybody, and 
you kind of got to watch what you say. And oh, you, you don't though. I mean, God, just because someone's politically correct doesn't mean you have to. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's, if that's if it's a problem, it's your problem. You know, like you're making it a problem. You know, it's it's just a word. It's a subject. You know, these subjects aren't new. You know, I mean, homophobia and racism isn't. It's not a new subject, is it? And they're acting like it is just because they've finally caught on to it. You know, doesn't mean that. You know, the world stops with them. It's a bit selfish, don't you think, uh, to be that, you know, overprotective about offending people. That's that's the millennials, man. They'll, they'll get you every time. You uh, know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, they complain, but who gives a fuck? You know, <laughs> let, let them complain. Let them get it off their chest. And, you know, so what? I mean, it's almost like they think they're going to they're going to have someone arrested over it, you know, and that the police are going to arrest you for having this train of thought. It almost. It, what's that uh, film that Tom Cruise did? Oh, back with Colin Colin Farrell back in the day, Insider. I uh, I think that's one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If you think it, it means you're gonna do it, so they arrest you before you've done it. You know that type of thought. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Because mm. well, once you say it, it has to be true, right? That that's that's how that's how it works. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I, these this millennium generation is very funny to me. Uh, I don't I don't know. I really can't figure them out, you know. Um, all right, I offend you. So, what does that mean? I I, I don't know, man. You know, yeah, they they have their 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 feelings about things, and it, especially about their children, for overprotecting their children. And yeah, I I have a theory about kids. You know, they, they, everything's now is elbow pads and hel- and helmets. You know, mm. how, how they gonna know they can feel pain if they don't fall down and scrape their knees every once in a while? You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's a pussy generation. They, they, I, I've been calling them snowflakes. <laughs> That's a good word. I've ever used that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I, I'm really surprised what you're telling me about America, because uh, I was last there in 2006, and it was it's like the fucking Wild West. You know, everybody said what was on their mind, and that was that was what was great about America. Maybe that's what's going to happen with Donald Trump in power. Slowly, that's going to change. Well, it's it's, just, it's the same here as is where you, where you are. You were talking about your nephew on on the phone all the time. But my cousin has a child uh, who's eight years old, and th- this kid is I don't want to call eight year old child an asshole, but he kind of is because yeah. they, they they sheltered him so bad, and like I said, he's he's constantly looking at a screen. You know, so yeah. he, he doesn't interact with people, so he's just like a little smug little asshole, and he's eight years old, and that's mm-hmm. that's that scares the fuck out of me. That he's eight years old and he's he's already this way, because what's going to yeah. happen when he gets like thirteen, and you know that kid down down the street isn't going to be humored by this and just going to beat the shit out of him because he, he doesn't you know feel his vibe, he won't know mm. what to do you know. Oh god, they're completely lost. I mean, if you really want to freak someone out, take their phone off them. Like take their phone out their hand. You should see the reaction. Uh, you get it's like a wild animal you know it's like you've took their their heroin off them you know yeah. it's, it's that is that type of thing but i've noticed a lot of people are, are, well younger kids as well teenagers and 20 year olds are really uncomfortable if you look them directly in the eye you know they're very bad at eye contact because they're always looking down that's why mm, yeah that's a you know the, a terrible fucking posture <laughs> mm. they're always looking down man if you're looking forward that that's a uh... That's that's a big part with where it's probably both of our countries is, 
you know, yeah. the, the, these these kids and the, you know, like like you mentioned, people were were complaining about your film Loon, which I hope you guys all check out on, on Halloween when it comes out, and uh, about the, the the not like you know the realness of the people, but the the way they talk is just this is just what you capture. This this is real people just. just yeah. You know, not necessarily acting for the camera, but they, they may be aware the camera's there, or at the same time, they're just having regular conversations that they they would normally have on a Tuesday, but just, you happen to capture that on film. I know, yeah, it's like, you guys talk about this, you know, it's a bit self-righteous that everyone, everyone's pretending that they're all PC all the time, it's like, they're not, you know, it's it's not normal to be politically correct all the time, and that's what's so great about Charlie, you know. Charlie didn't really go on the internet and uh, he didn't really go on his... I don't even think he's on Facebook. Uh, so he was almost like a throwback to like the 90s, but, you know, he's a teenager now, so he was constantly getting into trouble. But at least he was living, you know. At least he had a fucking life, you know. He wasn't in uh, in the interweb, you know, only living in there. He was, you know, he's very in touch with what's happening and... You know, he was very straightforward. You know, I love that about him. Uh, but he was his own worst enemy uh, at the same time. He, you know, a lot of people do that. They self-sabotage themselves. I do that as well myself. But he was doing it on a big fucking scale where, you know, he, he was going to end up killing someone eventually. And he, who fucking knows? He's probably in jail right now. He, you know, he might even be dead for all I know. Mm. So, so, so what I'm here for this conversation is... Don't go psycho, but let your kids go play outside for a while, you know? Yeah. They, they, might, yeah. Have, they might have a better look on life when they get older, you know? Mm, yeah, I'm going to wait till late. I mean, I'm I'm 34 now. I'm going to wait till I'm in my 40s to have kids. Ain't nothing wrong you with know? that, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. Nah, nah. I'm going to wait a bit longer. You know, I want to at least be able to teach them something, you know? And that's important, you know? People have people here, and I'm sure out there, too, have kids way too young, you know? You know, not 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 all people who have kids young are, are unprepared, but most of them are, and they 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 weren't taught you know ways. A lot of them were, are, uh, hmm. yeah, either fought, don't didn't, didn't have a father in their lives, so they don't have a direction, you know, to, to, to teach their their children, you know, what they need to know, and that that's that's a uh, that's that's something, and yeah. Uh, I mean, I've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of parents seem to be petrified of their kids, you know, like scared to even uh, tell them off because uh, there's been some instances over here in schools where, you know, the teacher will tell a student off and the student will accuse the teacher of, uh, you know, sexual harassment, you know, all these all these lies, you know, or just discipline, you know, you know, I mean, that's what a teacher's there for is to discipline the fucking kids because the parents aren't obviously doing it but you know they'll get sued i think people are really scared about getting sued these days oh definitely yeah yeah there should be a bit more you know you haven't broken any law you're not gonna get you're not gonna lose uh you know you're not gonna go to jail or anything like that you know just chill the fuck out people yeah my buddy uh he's a he's a teacher he just uh got let go for over some assignment he gave out that it was some kind of something with the five senses, and I'm not going to go deep into it. But the mother caught wind of this assignment, and she didn't like. She thought that he was making sexual advances towards her, her daughter, but it was oh. the, it was the same assignment for like 200 students. So apparently, he's making sexual advances towards all those students as well, which is untrue. But he he lost he lost his job basically over it, and it was a big old mess. And 
That just that just adds to the oversensitivity of these 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 freaking millennials and you know, all their you know, just just coddling these kids. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's what I kind of like about Donald Trump. You know, I like the fact that he's, you know, he's got a lot of bad qualities, but he he does have a lot of good qualities uh, at the same time. I like the fact that he speaks his mind, that he's not afraid to offend. You know, I think that's one of the bad things about the whole Obama presidency, that, you know, Obama did have a lot to do with this whole PC culture. You know, his presidency kind of created it. I feel um, so. You know, in a, in a few more years, you know, Donald. God knows what Donald Trump's going to do. I mean, this whole North Korea thing's a right fucking mess. I've been trying to get my uh, my films played in North Korea. Do you know that? Well, that's something, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm having no luck. There's no. It's it's almost impossible to speak to anyone over there without you know getting a visa just to talk to someone. But I'm I'm trying for it. I'd love to have my films play in North Korea and kind of break the regime down with cinema. Now, I was going to ask you, you know, to get your films played places, like, what's, like, the festival circuit like out there? It's really open. Um, I mean, the festival circuit, I think, is just a waste of money because there's so many films that are a bit... I mean, you can't, they can't possibly be able to watch every single film. So oh, definitely I think not. Like, yeah, so it's like, oh, we'll take this one, or oh, this one's got a good poster, this one's got a good trailer. We'll take it. So it's a bit like that, but... Now, because of Facebook and all that, I can literally get in contact. I mean, look at the way I've got in contact with you. You know, I've 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 been able to get in contact with so many different people from every different country, and they're they're just showing my movie from YouTube. You know, in cinemas or like conferences or halls. You know, it's so easy to get your get your film shown around the world these days. So paying to submit your film to a festival is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like an old thing to do. And film festivals don't really do anything for you, you know, unless it's like a, a Hollywood film and you want to sell it. Other than that, you don't really need it. Gotcha. Yeah, hmm. yeah I was just, I never, never actually knew about, you know, those sort of things. I thought I'd ask your insight on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean,. Um, some of them, uh, there's all sorts of ways to get your movie into film festivals. One is to do a workshop. If you if you pay some money to do a workshop with the film festival, obviously they're going to take your name down and it's like, oh yeah, he's done a movie and he's done a workshop with us. Let's show his progression. So that's a good way of getting in with film. There's loads of tricks to get in with film festivals. But it just it depends how, how much you want to play the game, you know, type of thing. Uh, I've got no time for that anymore. I've I've only got I've, I'm already supposed to be dead, you know. I, I I survived a house fire when I was little, so you've only got so much time time in this life, and I really don't want to spe- waste my time kissing ass. Oh, I understand. Yeah, you. you I, I admire you out there doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, people, thanks. people are so admired by you know, <laughs> your God is the rotten tomato meter, you know, shit like that. Yeah. People are so admired by what critics say, and you know. But you got filmmakers like you out there who, who give no fucks what critics say. You just you know not, you, you don't get discouraged then, and that's oh, that, oh, not all, not all. That, I've that, been in fist fights with with uh, film critics. Oh wow, I have yeah. I've uh, I've had a fucking complete blowout on American radio uh, against like this panel of of uh, critics. Oh, I've, I've, and uh, my uh, my film screenings are fucking notorious if there's a Q and A. If there's a Q&A, there's bound to be, like, 20 film critics in the audience all waiting for the Q&A to, like, get into a fight with me. You know, it's, it's quite something. It's, it's exciting, though. I had a, 
when I'm pregnant played in this um, area called Essex in England and a riot broke out. Wow. At a, at a, a, a movie screening. I mean, that never happens. No, never, man. I, when I heard about that, I, I was, you know, that's like a badge of honor to me, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Because you, you, you uh, I'm not saying you did what you set out to do, but, you know, it definitely, it definitely touched some people. You know that that's what you were going for. You know, I, I I'd imagine you know to get a reaction out of these people and to make them think about some stuff. Yeah, it was well, it was the pregnant movie, which is, was about their generation. You know, the yeah. Facebook and YouTube generation. So I, I guess they took offense to it. And oh. uh, but then again, it it must have touched a nerve, like a a nerve of truth for them to get angry like that. How dare you, sir? How dare you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry man <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm so sorry oh the the, the butthurt the butthurt generation it's, uh, but, um, yeah, yeah it, I, I admire that because you know, if, if you make a film you know, if you make this something you're passionate about yeah. and, you, and you give no fucks and people, you get a reaction you know like, like, like you do like we, we we did we did a we do a commentary show sometimes we did we did pink flamingos and this is a film that I knew none of the guys on the cast were going to like. Yeah. But I said, let's do it, because I'm going to get a reaction out of Pink Flamingos. And they still talk about it today. I was like, yeah, but did it, did it get a reaction out of you guys? It's like, yeah? Like, okay. We gave something to talk about, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smart man. You know, that's that's what you fucking do. You press as many buttons as you can, and you just to get a discussion, just to get a real heart-to-heart discussion with something is you know it just takes a lot of doing it's a bit it's harder these days to get a reaction because everybody's seen and heard everything i feel well they haven't all seen yeah they haven't all seen everything it's just a matter of showing them something that they haven't seen i mean i i I have a shame list of movies that i haven't seen that's longer than my arm Mm. that you know i i need to get on that but you know i i haven't seen everything and a lot of folks haven't seen everything either Including, you know, your style of filmmaking, which is, you know, very guerrilla. St- it, it doesn't get more guerrilla style than that, man. Just, just filming regular people like that. And oh yeah, I mean, uh, Charlie's Charlie's a kleptomaniac anyway. So we were going into, he was stealing beer and he was stealing clothes. Uh, he was stealing drumsticks. You know, he's he's actually stealing this for real. You know, well, he did um, the drumsticks. I made him buy in the end because. I knew I knew the uh, the owners of the store, so I made him buy the fucking drumsticks. But he was going to steal those as well. He was, uh, you know, that what you're seeing in the movie is him actually fucking stealing beer, just because you know he can. You know, uh, I kind of I love that about him at the same time. And uh, the ghost scenes, because we, uh, I figure one thing that people don't really have uh, their heads around is the fucking spirit world. You know, like voodoo and. Uh, you know, black magic and all that. Uh, I mean, that's what you see in the movie is we went to these uh, ghost nights. That England is so fucking haunted, it's not even funny. <laughs> uh, like where we, where we live in East Midlands, it's fucking witch central. You know, so many hangings happened here. And uh, yeah, we went on like Ouija board nights and we were talking to like dead child ghosts and things like that, you know. There's still things out there that you can still press certain buttons that you know will get a reaction. It's so cold there all the time. No matter if somebody goes there, you know. Oh, you'd be, you'd be fucked. You'd be so freaked out. Have you been to the UK? No, I haven't. I want to. I have a, I have a lot of people out there. I like to go visit. So. Mm. 
any particular place? What London or? Oh well, I, I have uh, I, I have a couple a couple friends who are podcasters in in Scotland, and um, my my friend Philip, whose whose mother just passed, so 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 sorry, brother. Uh, he lives in Sweden, and uh, there, there, there's lots of people out there I like to go visit. Oh, you, you, go to Scotland. Scotland's better than England. I love okay. the Scottish. <laughs> they're, they're wild. They're like they like the Australians and the Germans. <laughs> yeah, they say anything. Uh, you'll love the accent as well. They're fucking rambunctious. Well, I've learned that, man. I, I I've hung out with a couple of them on on <laughs> here, unfortunately, not not you know face to face, which I would which I would love, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, let me know if you ever come over at some point. You gotta, you gotta come through Nottingham to go to Scotland anyway. So, yeah, Nottingham's got a good scene, you know, uh, Robin Hood area. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, what time is it over there? It is now almost uh, four p.m. Uh, you uh, Chicago land time. Well, well, if you're into the death drive and ghosts and uh, watching. Um, out of control kids watch loon coming okay. out on halloween so uh you know i'd love to hear what the reaction is from your viewers oh yeah definitely uh, one of one of them one of one of myself will, will write a review i'm sure for for legion podcasts and uh, uh yeah i implore you guys as well to, to look for his uh his, his film as well is pregnant on um on youtube yeah, as well? yeah. oh yeah yeah pregnant came out in 2015 so yeah this is 2017 um Mm-hmm, yeah, proper psychedelic, yeah. Yeah, so go check out Pregnant uh, now, as soon as you get off this thing, if you, if you guys have the time, and uh, on Halloween, go check out Loon. Uh, support starving artists. It's very important, people, you know. it's <laughs> we're, we're, we're all independents here at Legion Podcast, and we're talking to an independent filmmaker right now, and uh, yeah, give, give, show him some support. That'd be amazing. I eat baked beans on toast. There ain't nothing wrong with that, man. That's yeah. that's that's a universal thing, I think. Yeah. And marmite, you don't. You Americans don't like marmite, do you? I don't know what that is. <laughs> on to- you had that on on toast. Uh, yeah, in the morning, marmite on toast. <laughs> okay. With beans. But um, yeah. T- uh, on the social medias, uh, or tell the folks where they could find you, man. Uh, just. Just Google me. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, yeah. Just put in my name on Google and whatever the movie, Black Biscuit, Pregnant, Loon. You know, full movie. It'll come straight up. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not hiding. So uh, you know, I'm out there. Like I say, it's been, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we can have you on a, a full show. Uh, you said sometime next year you'd be available. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great, Gary. I'd, I'd love it. All right, cool, man. Uh, have a good day. Or good, yeah. good, good night, I mean. It's, it's, it's nighttime where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy trails. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.